Multiversal Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now on podcast form. I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And this week we're talking about... Justice League. Issues well, 8 through 9. JLA. Whatever. Well, no, because like, I'm subscribed to the current JLA series, and they can't just put in Justice League or Justice League of America, because then that ends up getting the wrong book. Um, yeah, so we are doing this as part of our lead-in to the much-delayed... Countdown uh, DC to DC 1 million. Yep, so we're doing this this week, and then next week we are covering Rock of Ages. Keep rolling! Rock of Ages! Do you have background for this issue, Luke? Because I'm not gonna lie, I was like, I do not know what is happening. Yeah, uh, well that's partially what I wanted to talk about, because this leads into Rock of Ages directly, and then Rock of Ages, after another arc or two, I think, leads into DC 1 million. Who plays the Tom Cruise role? What? Rock of Ages. Who plays the Tom Cruise role? Uh, Is it Superman? uh, Plastic Man. Ooh, good choice. Mm -hmm. So, the whole premise with the JLA is, up to this point, the Justice League, since whatever the last crisis had been, had not been the, like, powerful seven team the team that you think of when you think of like the justice league animated series it was usually maybe superman or batman and then a bunch of second stringers why is superman blue i'll be getting to that and look like um dark angel i'll be getting to that uh so grant morrison came on and it was going to be the top seven characters like each of these major iconic characters who, um, except for like Hawkman slash Hawkgirl, all made it onto the TV show. Or, well, all were in this comic and, well, it's the seven characters from the TV show except that they couldn't get Hawkman slash Hawkgirl into the series. They couldn't get Hawkgirl into the series, so they had to go with Zariel, who I don't think he's... Yeah, he's not really in this issue at all. No, I was going to say, I didn't, rec- I didn't see him. But it's a really, really weird point of continuity, especially if you're just trying to read this run, which is really well regarded, because like you were saying, Devin, you have no idea why Superman's blue, and it's because this is like during Electric Superman era. Is that like, like Spider-Man and the Electric Company? No, it's literally when uh, Superman lost all of his normal powers and was given electrical powers for about a year. Oh, cool. Yeah. Classic Superman. Mm-hmm. Well, and I forget if it's at... Th- no, it's at the uh, other point. Like, later on, Wonder Woman is replaced by her mom on the team. And it- it's just really strange because her mom looks just like Wonder Woman except slightly different hair. Because, you know, they're ageless immortals. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing that they did was they fought a team of white Martians who were trying to take over the Earth that was known as the Hyper Clan. Wow, just like the pilot episodes of uh, the Justice League animated series. Yep. And after that was the uh, stuff with Zariel, who was a angel from heaven, except he's horny. And uh, they literally stopped the Earth from colliding into the moon, and... 
after that point, they were like, you know, maybe we need to have more people than just the seven of us. And so the previous issue was, oh, hey, there's this really good superhero. Let's have them join the team. And it's like, oh, nope, that's not going to be able to happen because this person that we try to have join our team is actually a robot. Wow. Offensive. Yeah. Well, a robot made to secretly kill them. Or no, I'm oh, getting okay. that wrong. That's before the... That's somewhere else in this arc. Wait, no, no. That's in the JLA classified stuff that happens after. But the last arc where they were fighting all the angels and the demon Neron was involved, they all end up getting knocked out at the end of their issue and a old Justice League villain known as The Key shows up. He's like, oh, I knocked all of you guys out. And so we're starting with JLA 8 and we're going into JLA 9, which were written by Grant Morrison with pencils by Oscar Jimenez with inks by Chip Wallace and colors by Pat Garrahy. There's not lettering credits on the book. Wow. Mm -hmm. Rude. And so we start off on Krypton, where we see the uh, Green Lantern Tomar Ray has collapsed on the planet. He is dying, and so he gives Kal-El, who normally becomes Superman, the Green Lantern ring. And the first issue is called Imaginary Stories, and the second issue is called Elseworlds, which is sort of why we're tackling it. Imaginary Stories was the old world old name for the weird what if set DC did as opposed to what ifs didn't know that mm -hmm. because you're more of a Marvel guy than DC yes by far I don't like Superman yep uh, meanwhile on earth we have Aquaman on a flooded planet who is being warned that manta raiders are arriving soon and in Gotham City uh, Bruce is married to Catwoman, Selena Kyle, and now Nightwing and Bruce Wayne Jr. are Batman and Robin. And uh, back in the real world, the son of Green Arrow, who... Oh yeah, let's uh, talk about this one. Yeah. Oh, what race is he? What race is he? His, his mom is Japanese. Oh yeah. Because it seemed to change from panel to panel. Oh, yeah, no, it is, like, super inconsistent. It's... Because at first like, I was like, yeah, I was like, he was like, okay, clearly you're a biracial person. And then, like, a few panels later, no, nah, you look pretty white now. Maybe it was the, the lighting in the previous panel, and I was supposed to have gauged that, but I didn't clearly. Okay, so I'm glad to know that wasn't allowed. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, mm, Yes, his, uh, correction, his mother was half black, half Korean, and his father is white. Yeah. And okay. his mother is a confusing point of comics. For me, oh, because I noticed the difference when he teleporters, like, maybe the teleporter makes you white. Well, in that panel it does, because of the lighting. No, but then when he was out, when he got out for, like, a couple panels, he was still white. So I'm like, maybe ah, te yeah. the teleporter just makes it. All people of color white. But yeah, uh, Connor... Superman's secretly really offensive uh, invention. Like the time that he turned Lois Lane black with an invention. Oh, yes. 
Oh, comics. But yeah, yeah uh, Connor makes it onto the JLA moon base, and nobody else is there. We then see more of the Superman Green Lantern dream world, where the planet is starting to break apart, and he's worried about that. And we see that all of the six members of the Justice League, who at this time are Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman, and Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern, are strapped in the machine. Kyle Rayner is a illustrator when he's not doing Green Lantern stuff, so, like, he was the one who would come up with really fun and creative ideas for things that he'd make with this construct. And then he at the time, is the only Green Lantern, because Hal Jordan turned into Parallax and pretty much killed all of the other ones. Because comics. Yep. And, uh, Connor finds his way to where he sees all the Justice League members are strapped into the machine. He tries fighting some of the robots, and we find out that the, uh, key who is pretty much, like, one of the... He is a creepy gray man. Yeah. Uh, he's pumping a bunch of drugs into their machine, and this is allowing their the superhero's brains to sort of work as a supercomputer in a way. And it goes into that stupid, you only use 10% of your brain, so I'm going to use the rest of the 90%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was rolling my eyes. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Because mm-hmm. when was this written? Uh, this would have been, like, 98 or so. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, I, was like, I thought we already got way past this by now. No, no, this was, like, before the Justice League animated series. Like, if you keep reading this, you see, like, the whole... Uh, you remember how the one general becomes, like, the shaggy man, giant hulking monster, and the weird parade team of Justice League guys have to stop him? No. Yeah, no, if you read more of the series, you see a lot of stuff that's directly adapted into the TV show. Oh, okay. No, there's not a whole lot of episodes I remember. It's been a while. I was watching it on Netflix a couple years ago. I remember that one. I remember the one where Jon Stewart gets put on trial for blowing up a planet. Yep. Because of Kanjaro. Yep. Uh, Meanwhile, Wonder Woman is having a weird Indiana Jones-esque fantasy where she and steve trevor are fighting nazi zombies because that's what you should do with zombies and it turns out that uh baroness paula von gunther is behind all of these zombies and she has the entire and she has a world inside of a bottle that she is intending to uh threaten i like how the reverse swastika is what keeps the zombies away though mm-hmm. i like and i also liked him throwing maggots at them yeah, the uh, Clockwork Buddhist. Yeah. Which, that was something that uh, one of our tour guides made sure to explain. It's like, do you know why we have all these swastikas here? And it's like, yeah, because it's a Buddhist symbol. It's like, yes. Well, not uh, everyone is well informed. No, and that was the thing. Like, our the tour guide from when we were in Vietnam was quickly picking up. It's like, yeah, no, I, I probably don't need to do the CBS all women are horrible. Marriage is an unending trap type shtick. That is good. Yeah, because that was not paying off. 
Um, yeah, we get another quick scene of the Aquaman water world thing that's going on. That it's a weird Aquaman costume. It's like yeah, water camouflage, but then he has a crown on his chest for unknown reasons. I like how they keep being like, "Ooh, we should eat." Thank goodness we don't have to eat fish. It's fine, brah. You can eat fish. I don't really care. And uh, back in the Krypton uh, one, uh, Clark is trying to figure out where a signal is coming from, and it's another Earth-like planet, and they need to uh, get the key that will allow them to unlock it. Connor is meanwhile still fighting on the ship, and he's going through his arrows pretty quickly, but the key wasn't expecting him. And he ends up getting all of his arrows blasted off during the fight. Uh, back in Dream Gotham City, uh, Robin is getting lost. Or, Robin gets lost in a superhero encounter, and Bruce hears uh, Tim calling for backup. And it turns out that the Joker is still there, and he has Robin at gunpoint. Dun, dun, so, dun. That's why they should have gotten yeah. that lake of that little lost kid tag that you get at the Ohio State Fair at the Smokey the Bear station. So they could have found one of those patrol officers and Robin would have returned to Batman. I've never gone to the Ohio State Fair. What, really? Yeah. Dude, like, even missed... when I lived, like, three blocks away from it. Dang, yo, you missed out. No, well, I mean, I can still go. I still live in Columbus. Well, that's true. Yeah. Missing but out, I miss though. I out on yeah, on the years that I haven't gone there. Yeah. And uh, the key is focused on getting his uh, plan to start paying off more, so he flips on to the next step. Meanwhile, Connor needs some more weapons that he can shoot, so he finds a bunch of his dad's trick arrows, which he's sort of being uh, critical of. Like, there's handcuff arrows, net arrows, boxing glove arrows, but as we know from Hawkeye... Those are the best arrows. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially the boomerang arrow. Yep. And we get a quick flashback of the origin of the key as we start into issue nine. Nothing super important. He just had brain chemicals and went into a coma for a while and then came back even smarter and also more obsessed with brain chemicals. And... What he is trying to do is break into this negative space doorway, but he doesn't have the energy to it, so he's decided to harness the energy from the superheroes, and to do this, he knows that the superheroes can never be defeated, so he's going to try and create a metaphysical challenge on that. Yeah. So basically, because they can't be defeated, he's going to make a machine that runs on the impossibility for them to be defeated. We get to see uh, Wally West in this universe. He's the uh, Flash. And in his dream, he got speed powers from one of the dying new gods named Fastback. And so he gets covered in mercury, but it's also sort of an homage to the first Flash's costume with the uh, dishpan head. Mm -hmm. And as he's getting involved in it, uh, it's starting to affect some of the other memories or some of the other dream states. And 
uh, Batman and Catwoman have now gone downtown to try and save their son and Batman. And he, like, gets ready to shoot him. Oh, he does shoot him. Uh, he gets a cap in the knee. Yep. Yeah, he does shoot him. And Joker is ready to uh, launch a bomb that will kill the entire uh, Bat family and, like, all of downtown because he has a nuke strapped to him. But that is when... Uh, and he has Superman. cancer. Yep. Which I was trying he to figure has... out. Does he have cancer because he has that nuke strapped to him? Or just cancer just in general? He has terminal cancer. It's probably not from the nuke, but that's why he uh, decides to go out with a bang. But then Superman's like, oh, hey, I'm here. I've got Green Lantern powers. And he puts him into the Phantom Zone. Classic and... Superman. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's the Phantom Zone powered by the Green Lantern ring. Yeah. And Connor is, meanwhile, still fighting all of these robots that are up. And he's having trouble figuring out how to use all of these arrows because the balance is off on them. And they're, like, super weird to use. Like, handcuff arrows and just a bunch of really weird stuff. And, uh, yep, yeah, back in the Wonder Woman fantasy, where she is confronting Paula von Gunther, she wants to, uh, get that planet back, but she ends up going into a weird hallucination fantasy where she falls into Wonder, or where she falls into Aquaman's world and helps to, uh, like, remember that this is all a dream, which Aquaman also realizes and so they all realize that they are in illusions in the like surge of awareness that they are in a dream is what is creating the negative space energy that's needed but then we find out that uh flash because of his metabolism has already gone through all of the drugs that he was put into and so he's escaped and he's there to help green arrow now the two of them are teaming up and uh, meanwhile, in the dream, uh, Batman and uh, Superman, who are Green Lantern, uh, Batman and Superman, wake up from the dream as well. They are putting together everything because this is from the area. This is from the era where you know how how there's the idea where it's like Batman with sufficient time can defeat anybody. Oh yeah, yeah. Like this is the era that that became rote. Like that became the law. And, uh... Because Batman's Jesus. Yeah, and there's, like, a few points where it just becomes obnoxious, but it be, but they do get some good stuff out of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, yeah, and as the uh, doorway opens, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman all meet up together, and that is when they run into the, uh, Kyle Rayner, who is the weaponer... 5,000 sector director for the Quardians of the Galaxy, who's pretty much... A, uh, the Weaponers of Quart are the people who make the Sinestro Core rings. Oh, okay. So he is like a crazy-ass, weird, evil cyborg. And Batman's just like, Nintendo has a lot to answer for. Back in the day when Nintendo was still the dominating uh, video game system. Yeah. R.I.P. Nintendo. 
I no longer understand you. Mm-hmm. And uh, Batman realizes that all of them are there and that they shouldn't wake up, but it's too late. And uh, as the key is ready to get into the story that he's been uh, forming up, uh, Connor just shoots him with a boxing glove arrow, which is enough to knock him out. He's just like, ridiculous! And so they go uh, with the uh, first epilogue, and everyone has been like, okay, well, welcome to the team, Green Arrow. Because I think at this time, normal Green Arrow was dead. Oh, okay. Like, I don't remember exactly. And uh, then the second epilogue is they find that Key is now pretty much in a mental simulation where he's going to be stuck uh superman went to visit him as well as batman they want to try and uh well superman's not really happy about him being stuck in a simulation he wants to uh rehabilitate it but batman isn't really happy about that because of what he saw and then for the final epilogue one month later we see the formation of a bunch of evil versions of the justice league Dun dun dun. They are known as the Revenge Squad, and that is what we will be tackling next week as we get into Rock of Ages. So, um, yeah, what other questions do you have about JLA? Because we put the call out on Twitter, which is our uh, at multiversal at multiversal Q, but we didn't get anything. Uh, you can send in questions in advance now that you know what we'll be doing or in general about JLA. But uh, what questions do you have? You pretty much answered most of them. I just didn't really understand what the context of the story was or why Superman was blue. Yeah, it, it is really weird, especially because I think for the first arc, Superman isn't blue, and then all of a sudden he is. Oh, and good. Then... Yep. Comics are for everybody, Devin. Comics are for everybody. That's true. DC just needs to get on the same page as Marvel of putting the, uh, like, previously on page. Yeah, I... I don't understand, I, honestly, why they don't. Like, it's real easy to do, and it makes everything so smooth. I think they argued that it's a uh, waste of a page, which I don't agree with. I don't with. agree with that at all. Because for me, it's like, I've always had, like, many people are like the, I don't want to get into comics because I don't know what it is. And for me, it's with Marvel, it's like, as long as you, like, jump on the first, like, issue of a story arc, that previously on page, like, at least gives you, like, enough context for what you need to know. Well, and I feel like you can get that from DC, depending. They can do a bit better on the in-media res than I feel like Marvel can, but I'd also love if they had a flashback page. Yeah. But, uh... With one notable exception. Every time they kept pulling that shit in Jonathan Hickman's Avengers right up to uh, Secret Wars. That was some grade A bullshit because that was like three or four pages. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? Uh, yeah. No, JLA is a really good series. Uh, you, like, it's solid through, like, the first five collections and all of those are, like, three hundo pages. Dang you. Yep. Three hundo? Like, Three hundo to four hundo. Snap. Mm-hmm. And then you get into like the Mark Wade run, and there's some good stuff. But like the first issue after Morrison's arc 
Begins, and you've read other Morrison stuff. Like, you read Morrison's X-Men, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know how, like, he leaves them in a place where you cannot easily pick up and follow? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, no, like, the episode after liter- literally everybody in on the planet turns into a superhero to defeat Mageddon, uh, like, the first issue after that is just some weak bullshit. No. Oh. That's fair. Yep. Um, but I believe in the... Uh, so you're saying that Grant Morrison is essentially the... Uh, shit, what's the name? Uh, Matthew Vaughn of comic book writers? Uh, I'm not sure what you mean by that. Matthew Vaughn always has like the most amazing movie, and then he never does the sequel, and then someone else does the sequel, and it's never as good as Matthew Vaughn's. Uh, on a level, on a level. I think that's a comparable... Because, bam, X-Men First Class. Greatest X-Men film. Days of Future Past. Still really good, but not as good. Yeah. I and you didn't like Kick-Ass, so we won't even go down that road, but... Nope. Oh, but how about that trailer for Kingsman 2? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, really? Oh, it looks really good. Well, I like the first one, so... Everyone liked the first one. It was a surprise hit of 2015. Well, some people didn't like it, but there's always some people. Um, but yeah, Morrison's uh, run was, like, through 41 issues. There were some, like, fill-in issues here or there. There was uh, an issue or two that he actually did with Mark Millar, and... That's, like, what I like about Mark Millar is pretty much solely those issues. Because it's him doing fun stuff and positive stuff. I like Mark Millar. Yeah, there were, like, three, four, five, You can't say that you dislike all of Mark Millar. You liked Ultimates, didn't you? I don't think it holds up as well. See, I liked Ultimates. There's a lot of good stuff in it, but it's also very much of its time. Yeah, well, yeah. And I think there are a lot of bad lessons that can be learned from it. But yeah, for a 41-issue run, uh, eight issues were not written by Morrison. So... It's very consistent through those, and then after that, it becomes a lot more shaky. And it's usually how it goes. Yeah, there's like one or two runs that I'm not a big fan of, or like one or two arcs. Like, I don't think the Zorio arc is super good, but it also wasn't at all what I remembered. Mm. And then you can uh, read it in hand with the uh, Aztec series, because Aztec ends up joining the series, because his book pretty much gets completed in JLA. Gotcha. Yeah. We'll be getting into uh, Aztec and some of the other members who end up joining the JLA on next week's story. Um, excuse me. Uh, yeah, so that sort of wraps us up for this week. Uh, we'll try and put together a little something that I guess would go up today for Free Comic Book Day. But uh, thank you for listening. Devin, where can people find you online? You can find me online on Twitter at Fredofet. That's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And Luke, where can people find you? 
You can find me online at, at Coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G, or at my website, Lukeher, L-U-K-E-H-E-R-R.com, which I still need to update because I have not gotten around to it. You can find more out about our podcast, including a image gallery at MultiversalQ.com. We have a few image galleries that we need to get around to getting up, but uh, feel free. We've also updated all of the links because we switched hosts since, I guess, the last time we had a free episode a new episode or well no maybe one before but uh yeah we are now on pinecast which is much easier we just don't get the fun app that we used to get for uh the episode uh so yeah that wraps us up for this week we'll be back next week with rock of ages keep rolling this one's hey.